Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, guys? This is the Talk of the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Lives. You join my co-host tonight, Mark Schofield. Uh, we were back last week after not being there the week before that, um, but we're uh, getting back on the weekly train here. We got a lot to uh, talk about today as OTAs um, officially started. Um, this was being recorded on Tuesday, so it'll be out on Wednesday, so they'll be on day two of OTAs uh, by the time you hear this. But um, before we get going, Mark, you doing all right? I'm doing well, Connor, and another massive day here in the National Football League of NFL News because the NFL announced today, Little Caesars, Little the official pizza of the National Football League. Connor literally just fell over, and I'm <laughs> quoted from the press release here. Little Caesars, the third largest pizza chain in the world, the home of the famous hot and ready pizza, and the NFL today announced a multi-year partnership that names Little Caesars as the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Now, here's my favorite part as one of Little Caesars' highest-profile partnerships to date, the collaboration will continue to build on their momentum of incredible growth over the past several years. What else could they have? They say it's one of their highest-profile partners. It's the NFL, Little Caesars. Uh, like, what else do you have that's bigger? I love that. Just confidence through the roof right now. <laughs> what was like, it last yeah. week? Was it wine last week that we Yeah, had? it was like, why Gallo Widery? Now we've got – so. If you want to have the ultimate NFL experience, you get yourself a jug of Ian Y Gallo wine, get yourself a famous hot and ready pizza, and watch yourself some NFL football. That, Connor, is the ultimate NFL fan experience right there. I mean, we are off the rails already here, but where, where, where's Little Caesars at on your pizza rankings? Because, look, it's known for being like the shitty pizza, right? Like everybody says it's the worst one, but I'm not going to lie. 1230 on a Tuesday, I'm at work. I'm like, gosh, I don't have time to like go to Chipotle or like, you know, I don't pack my lunch ever. I'm like, sometimes just riding down the road and getting hot and ready is, is one of the best lunches I have of the week. Like, it's pizza. Okay. Right? Like it, it's still pizza. It is technically pizza. And I would take that over. If you're going to tell me it's either that or like a fantastically perfectly made salad, I'm going to go get me a hot and ready. Right. Like, yeah. And, you know, I, I think the fact that it's pizza, it's 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 ranked. Yeah. I'm not saying it's top 10. It's, not. it's probably not top 25. It's, it's, it's on there, the, though. It's in the also receiving votes category. Yeah, there you go. But it's still pizza. The crazy bread, though. I mean, that stuff's great. Yeah. 
All right, so we're, we're we are actually the official sponsoring podcast of the NFL Breaking News. As <laughs> yeah, far as we the, get that beat covered, yeah. So if you're looking for Cowboys content, you know, go elsewhere. But we got the food and drink sponsorships of of the league. So uh, yeah, but no, man. So OTAs kind of kicked off this week for the Cowboys. Um, today was the first day uh, of it for them, and there was a lot of talk about Jalen Tolbert. Um, Rookie third round pick. We talked about him a lot on this show around draft season. Um, and we've talked about him a little bit more as we got away from it. But what we've seen a common theme of uh, since these OTAs, mini camps, all that has started this offseason is there's been a lot of wide receiver injuries for the Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb has not practiced a ton. Michael Gallup, obviously still recovering from the um, the torn ACL. James Washington was in a walking boot a lot during the first um, mandatory uh, workouts of the season. So it's been a lot of Jags out there for the most part. And this was really the first time that we've seen Jalen Tolbert in a practice setting because he was rehabbing from a hamstring injury um, that he seems to be you know fully recovered from. Um, the first, first thing I kind of want to touch on is how concerned – Again, knowing you're not a Cowboys fan, this is why I do love doing this because you give a perspective that not Cowboys fans are going to think about. But if you were a Cowboys fan or you're looking at this from a team-building perspective, how concerned are you with that wide receiver room kind of going into the, the offseason and preseason? I mean, Connor, I think the fact that in last week's show, we talked about the concerns over Dalton Schultz, potentially holding on. Now he's going to report for right. anything. But we talked about that because we had concerns about the receiver room. I mean, I think that's a window into the sort of context of this discussion about the receiver group because we're sitting there thinking Schultz might be their number two weapon after C.D. Lamb. And I I think that sort of speaks volumes. The fact that Lamb can't go right now, that doesn't worry me, you know, because there's chemistry already built between him and Dak. Like, that doesn't worry me. Gallup, we expected because of the injury he's coming back from. Didn't really expect that. The Washington part's a bit concerning. You know, because yeah. it's to that point about Lamb. You want, you need this time to build that chemistry between a new receiver and a new quarterback. So the fact that he's sort of in a boot here, that's a concern. And now, similar to the Schultz discussion, it's an opportunity for guys, newer faces, guys like Jalen Tolbert to get more reps. So I think there, there's a positive element to it. But I don't think you could take sort of look at this receiver group, even when they're all here and say, we know for clarity and for certainty that this is one of the better groups in the league. I don't think you can say that. Yeah. I think there are some questions. The questions that can be answered during mini camp, questions that will also be answered during training camp. But I don't I don't I think there are more questions and answers right now about this group. Yeah. No, I mean I I definitely agree. And I, I was on with Roy White uh I think it was last week or the week before that, and we kind of had this conversation. Um little little less to a degree of it, but he was kind of saying like, Hey, I'm not concerned about, you know, the, the wide receiver room, you know, because, and he kind of prefaced it by saying, you know, if everybody stays healthy and that's my biggest thing right now is because like you said, it doesn't matter that CD lamb isn't practicing hundred percent right. right now. Cause it's June, you know, again, if we get to August and he's not practicing and then you start to, the radar starts to go up a little bit, but for me, it's just showing you, I mean, what are the odds that all of your receivers stay healthy for 16 games? Very low. I mean, we've seen it pretty much every year. We've seen Amari Cooper get dinged up. We saw CeeDee Lamb miss, you know, two games last year with a concussion. We've seen the Amari Cooper injuries, you know, crop up and have him miss three, four games. 
Michael Gallup has had a you know constant issue with injuries over the last couple of years. You know, he had the the calf injury that held him out for four to five weeks at the beginning of the year, and then he came back, played a couple of games, and tore his ACL. So I think that's one of my biggest issues is and the crazy thing is, is it's not even just for me, like a lot of circumstances, it's, hey, if my best receiver goes down, we're kind of screwed. And that's for most teams. Yeah. But I even look at it as with the way that this roster and this receiver room is built, if your two or three go down, you're kind of screwed. Because, I mean, again, you go from CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, James Washington, Jalen Tolbert, and Michael Gallup's not there for a couple of weeks because of the injury, and then James Washington gets hurt, you're then going from that to CeeDee Lamb and Jalen Tolbert, and then really a bunch of just guys. Yeah, And that's where I think it could get ugly because we saw we saw this offense struggle to get the ball to the receivers last year when you had Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, CeeDee Lamb, you know, everything kind of clicking where you wanted it to. So that's my biggest issue with it. And I think it's just – and I want to get your thoughts on this, and this kind of goes to that point. The news and the reported and this idea that Tony Pollard is going to be used out of the slot more. Like, is that something that they want to do if everybody's healthy? Is that something you're on board with if everybody's healthy? Or is that a hey, look, if guys like Gallup and Washington go down, we're thin behind them. We'd rather put Pollard out there as a slot option than say Brown or any of these other right. guys. Yeah, no, I mean. This is, I mean, this has been a off-season talk with Tony Pollard for, I guess this is his fourth year in the league. I think we've heard this like three of the four years where it's, oh, we're going to use him in the, you know, especially when Mike McCarthy came along, it was, we're going to use him in the Ty Montgomery role. You know, like he's going to play some receiver. He'll be catching the ball out of the backfield or get running reps. And I've just kind of rolled my eyes at it after year two because I'm like, all right, y'all y'all told me this every year and we we rarely see it, but I mean, yeah, I, I'd like to see that because we know that Tony Pollard is a good receiver. We know he played a lot of the, you know, slot role in Memphis when he was a, you know, college running, you know, running back and receiver. So, yeah, at that point, you know, I'd rather see Pollard, like you said, other than Brown or Simi Fajoko or guys like that. I think he'd be a better weapon in that area. And you can do some, you know, unique, unique things with him on the field. Um, but also I look at it and I go, look, this team – the way it's built right now, I think we can look at it and go, okay, you know, we, we see it, you know, maybe slightly above 500, you know, we could see them winning going nine and eight. We could see them going 10 and seven, whatever it is, but the NFC just doesn't have the powerhouse in it. You know, it's got the Rams, but outside of the Rams, you know, are the bucks going to be what they've been. You're looking as a Cowboys fan, a Cowboys front office member is your team being up, you know, three or four seed in that NFC, you know, breakdown and for me I look at the free agent wide receivers and some of the receivers that are still in the trade market and I go that seems like a move I'd want to make whether and maybe it is Julio Jones or T.Y. Hilton the older guys who haven't been able to stay healthy but in this room you don't need him to come in and be a 1B like the Tennessee needed Julio to be he needs to be a three or four for eight to ten weeks and if he could do that return to a little bit of what his form was I think that could be a big boost what do you think yeah, I mean, I, I think there's something to that. I mean, is so basically you think, is this something you'd envision with an injury or just period? Like, I would do, literally, I would do it just period because then you look at it as, the way I look at it is Michael Gallup's probably going to start the season on, you know, the the non-football injury list, you yeah. know, whatever it is, whether it's that or 
I mean, I don't think they're going to do the six week IR with them. IR designated to return. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll see what happens with him, but I think you can kind of look at him missing at least the first four to six games. So if I'm looking at the receiver depth chart right now is CD Lamb, Jalen Tolbert, James Washington, Simi Fahoko, and Noah Brown. I'm kind of like, that ain't pretty. You know, you're you're relying on James Washington to really be your number two or a rookie third round pick to be your number two, which right now I think that's maybe your best bet because I think he might be your second best receiver. Uh, going into the year, but I don't want to bet on that, you know, because right. we've, see, we've seen rookie receivers play well. We've seen rookie receivers need time. And again, not to say that I need Julio or T.Y. or Will Fuller to come in and be the stud number two, but having them in that room to help get you through those six weeks, six weeks that Gallup miss or having them in that room to, you know, help carry your team when even Gallup gets back yeah. and being the third, third or fourth weapon, um, I think is just a a nice thing to have, especially when you don't have the depth already on your team. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I mean, there's an, I'm looking at the current available free agent receivers, and yeah, Julio's at the top there, and I, I like your thinking. But two other names, well, one other name really sort of caught my eye, Cole Beasley. Yeah. I mean, would you be open to Beasley coming back? There's so many of those, like, 32, 33, 34, like, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, T.Y. Hilton. Sanders, T.Y. Hilton, you know, Cole Beasley, Alan Hearns, he's 30, uh, Mohamed Sanu. Right. Yeah, and like I said, like, it's it's – I feel like we've heard about those guys so much recently, like when they've transitioned teams, Cole Beasley, he went to Buffalo to be like the dude beside Stefan Diggs. And it's like, you don't need to do that here. We need you to yeah. be a reliable number three while we develop our rookie third round pick or while we wait for Michael Gallup to get back. You know, I feel like that's kind of the case with all those guys you just named. And we've seen them do it before. In lesser, ver- you know, a lesser version would bring in guys like Tavon Austin late in the season. And again, Tavon Austin's kind of been what he's been his yeah. whole career. He, you know, great college player, just never got it figured out. 
But in that circumstance, you always had two really good guys, whether it was Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper or, you know, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, and you bring in, you know, some of the veteran style of guys. But I just think this year you don't really have outside of CeeDee Lamb, which we're still waiting to kind of see him take his game to that next tier of guys. You just don't have for sure anything on that receiver room. And that kind of gives me concern. Yeah, I mean, you know, with, with Jones, it's just a question of can he give you, you know, 70% of what he was right. for six weeks? Can he even give you that? And, right. like, you know, watching him, I, I'm just not so sure he can even do that. Right. Yeah. Like, I just feel like like at his height, at his prime, game-changing wide receiver, top five wide receiver, don't get me wrong. You know, I still think he has the best catch in Super Bowl history. It's just they lost that game. Atlanta lost that game. And the Edelman catch kind of foreshadows it. But that catch he had over Logan Ryan was one of the more incredible catches I've ever seen. I'm not so sure he can give you even 70% of what he was for six weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing is you – you they didn't – I mean, they addressed it in free agency with James Washington, but there was some yeah. better – you know, there's better options out there to provide – you know, the, the depth that I think we're kind of talking about here on the show is, is, you know, you moved on from Amari Cooper and Cedric, even if you had a guy like Cedric Wilson still here, you're like, okay, we still have a guy that we know can play the position pretty well. Yeah. I'm not putting my chips on James Washington coming in and breaking out in year five because you haven't seen it in four years. And again, we always can preface that by saying the offense he was in was terrible and the quarterback he was in wasn't helping him for most of his career. So Maybe he does take it to another level with the younger, you know, quarterback that's going to push the ball down the field a little bit more. But that's a big ask, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think the argument with Washington is, you know, Roethlisberger's arm was just completely shredded. Right. Like, like when he still was able to push the ball downfield, even a little bit in 19, you know, Washington gave you 44 for 735 and three touchdowns. Again, not huge. Right. But you take that from a wide receiver three, I think, right? Right, right. Now, last year, obviously, look, that arm was completely pulled pork. I mean, there was nothing <laughs> left to it. And he got, you know, Washington ends up with 24 for 285 and a pair of touchdowns. Like, yeah, and 11.9 per reception. Like, you're not taking that. But I do think that was more due to the fact that Roethlisberger's arm was toast. Yeah, I wish I, wish I could get Steven or Jerry or Will McClay on the phone. And just ask him, like, what's your envision of this plan? Like, who do you see being two, three, four? Because, I mean, I, I'm hope they would probably say we hope Gallup will be ready for the season and he'll be year two. But yeah. even then, it's just like that's a big ask. And he's coming off a torn ACL that he's not going to re- – you know, he's, it's not like he's going to be 100% in week one even if he is ready to play. So I guess they're banking on – by week eight, nine, they'll be full strength and it'll be CD, Gallup, Washington, Tolbert there. But I mean, even then, like, even that's if you have all those guys, it's season, still not though. great. You know, that's halfway through the season. Are you buying the like TJ Vasher stuff that I've been reading? Or is that just like full on hopium? I mean, we went, we went through that with Lance Lenore for three years, you know, where it was like, this is his year. He's going to, he'll be the number three yeah. every year. You get the cuts, he gets cut. He's stashed on the practice squad. And I mean, again, like, don't get me wrong. He's got some tools that you can't teach and that they don't really have. in those guys being a 
you know, super tall, long receiver. Um, I mean, most of the receivers are six one, six two. So he offers something that some of those other guys don't, but I mean, it's just hard to envision a UDFA that is really just known for his, his length and size to, I don't know. Emery Hunt size is not a skill, right? Right. Unfortunately, I I think people, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's such an interesting group to me because when we're listing off the names that we envision being ready for the season, every time I'm finished, I just kind of like make that face where I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like even with, like I said, even at full strength, we've been used to having like the two, you know, we talked about it last year, like, Oh, they got three wide receiver ones and Michael Gallup, CD lamb and Amari Cooper. And it's just like for two or three seasons, you were, you know, kind of going on that. And now it's just like, you might have one one in CD lamb. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. And like I said, not, I'm not saying if you sign Julio or T Y Hilton or anything like that, you're, you're adding a wide receiver one to the group, but you're adding a veteran that, like you said, for some of these guys, you're not sure that they can give you what you're used to seeing, but you know, they can play the game when they're healthy. Yeah. And I mean, if you're adding one of those guys, it's like you said, it's as a two or it's as a three, because right now, you know, even if healthy Gallup and Washington, they're two, three type guys. And so that's what you're looking at. Like maybe Tolbert lives up to expectations and we've, we've talked about him. We like him, but that's a lot to ask for a rookie receiver and rookies hit the wall. Right. I mean, we're going to get into November and December. He's going to be playing more games in a single year than he ever has before in his entire life. Yep. So that's a lot to ask from a rookie receiver. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, there's so much to kind of think about with him too, because I mean, out of one side of my mouth, when I watched him play at South Alabama, I went like, man, if this kid went to Tennessee, even not even a good football school, but if he went to the university of Tennessee, I think he's a top 50 pick. And with it, you know, if you take everything he plays with, if you took his numbers and you say, Hey, this kid played at Tennessee, I think he's a top 50 pick. Um, I think you Dean guys for going to those smaller schools, but and and I I know, I understand that some of this topic of conversation can come off like we don't have faith in Jalen Tolbert, and that's not the case. It's just until these guys play, you don't know. I mean, yeah. again, and it's it's going to be a leap. Like you know, facing the corners he did at South right. Alabama, like now he's playing in the NFL. Like it's not like when I watched him, I didn't think he could play. In the, I absolutely believe he can play in the right. NFL and at a high level, but he's going to face an adjustment curve because. Like in that game against Tennessee, he had some reps against some guys that were in his face and played press alignment and stuff like that. He's going to see a lot more of that now, you know, yeah. and that's a concern I have for a lot of these receivers. Like, you know, even the guys that went in the first round, it's like, yeah, Olave, great receiver, runs incredible routes. Didn't see a ton of press coverage. Right. Like London did. And that's why I had him was one. But a lot of these guys did it and they're going to face an adjustment. And Tolbert's no, no different than those guys. Yeah. No, I mean that. And that's. Like I said, I'm I'm extremely excited about Tolbert. I think he's a yeah. guy that that could that could do a lot better than some people think in the role in the offense he's going to be in. Um, but it was nice to see, you know, because it's been such a kind of a muddy area right now, and that's why I wanted to talk about this tonight because it's all been like who's going to be Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson's replacement. And again, don't get me wrong, it's day one of OTAs, yeah. but. He went out the day. Apparently, he beat Trayvon Diggs on some routes. He beat Anthony Brown on some routes. He caught multiple touchdowns. And, like, that's what you 
this part of the Look, season, that's it. what you want to see those guys do. The yeah. era of unbridled optimism is here. Right. Okay? He is going to go for 101, <laughs> 1,358 and six touchdowns this year. There you go. I, I, I would I would be thrilled to death if that happened. I, I, I would become a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that because then I'll be held to it if it happens. Yeah, there you go. We just timestamp this now. Timestamp it. Staple that tweet to my head when it comes out. I will you said out. something earlier that, like I said, I've, I've said on Twitter before and I kind of got killed for it, but like I'd bring Cole Beasley back. You don't have like a legit slot on the team. I mean, I, I, it looks like Tolbert's going to fill that role. CD, you'll play in the slot. You know, move but, guys. I mean, the, the guy's, the still, offense, the guy's still reliable. He can move the chain. I can't say he knows the offense because it's a different system now, but he's been around. Right. Like he's a, still a good route runner. And people think that ended like badly because he left and had bad comments to say like about Dallas and the way it was run a lot of times. And it's just like people kill Cole Beasley for saying that when we say all the same stuff on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm like, so do you not want the players to say the same stuff that we're saying? Because normally yeah. that means we're it's like we want these guys to have a personality when they do. We kill them for it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right, and if he can give you, you know, 35 catches, some first downs, a couple of touchdowns. You'll take that. What are the uh, Tyquan Thornton rumors swirling right now? What do we got going on there? He's Superman. super fast. We know that. But, yeah, it's the same thing. It's the era. Like, he beat somebody in practice, and everybody's like, oh, here we go. We got our burner. It's like, <laughs> I remember – I'm old enough to remember Chad Jackson hearing the same thing about him when they passed on a bunch of receivers. I'm old enough to remember Nikhil Harry looking right. good in his first rookie minicamp. That keeps getting brought up in Cowboys land, too, a trade for Nikhil Harry. And I'm just like, why, did, why are we doing this? <laughs> I mean, if you guys want the best block and wide receiver in the AFC East, you can have him. <laughs> That's what we got Noah Brown for. <laughs> and he's good at it. Yeah. He's, he's a, I remember noting that study in him. It's like, he's a very good blocker. I, I like yeah. that part to his game. And you need that, but I don't think you're trading for that, especially yeah. if you already have him. Yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish I had faith in them to have the stones that trade for Debo Samuel because I'd love to see Debo Samuel in Dallas. I think that would be a ton of fun. But there no chance. Lot of fun, no chance. I don't think. I don't <laughs> think. Chance. I mean, who was it recently? That's who's the receiver that's holding out now? I forgot. I thought somebody was just holding out because they haven't gotten paid yet. I mean, Debo said he was, but then he showed. Yeah, up. but he actually reported, yeah. and then Renfro got paid. Who's holding out? The actually, I know I wrote about this. McLaurin. Scary That's Terry. Right. I saw that yesterday too. Yeah, I like a old end division trade. We'll take yeah, your only I'm good sure. player. Look, Dan Snyder's going to distract everybody from everything else that's happening in Washington. So maybe he'll trade away Scary Terry to Dallas. Jerry should just get on the phone and be like, look, I'll make all this bad stuff just go away if you just I will, me. You will stay as an owner. Yep, there you I go. I promise you, I will not vote against you getting kicked out. I will vote in your favor. If I that like comes it. Up. Just, just trade a Scary Terry. And also... We're like joking about that, but you know how many conversations probably have happened exactly like that in the last three years. <laughs> probably hundreds. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, come on. We're all we're all grown ups here. Yep. All right. Well, we'll uh we'll be back next week and hopefully with, with more sponsorship deals. What do you think more... we'll get next week, Connor? So we've got pizza and why. What do you think's next in the NFL spot? Dessert. We need like a we yeah, need... you do need a dessert, right? Yeah. What's the uh, Dippin' Dots is going to be the official NFL? Oh, I love Dippin' Dots. 
that's got to be what it is. I mean, we got yeah. the food, we got the drink. Now we just need a dessert sponsor. So there you go, dipping dots. We'll have a dessert sponsor next week and more talks around in the Cowboys as they'll be finished up with OTAs. And uh, it's going to get quiet for a little bit because not a whole lot's going to be going on, but that's probably when we'll dive into some more interesting stuff that you don't think you're going to hear anywhere else. So make sure you're tuning in to all the other shows. Subscribe to the Blogging the Boys channel, whatever podcast platform you listen on. And make sure you return every Wednesday and listen to Talking with Star. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time.